Good morning. I wanted to go over Masechus Shkolem Tetzayin Amid Beis. We got caught up in the history of the Aron and the Shem and Hamishcha on Tetzayin Amid Aleph. And I thought it would be good to start fresh tomorrow with Halacha Beis on the bottom of Tetzayin Amid Beis. So we're 11 lines down on Tetzayin Amid Beis. What we have left over to discuss is simply the dimensions of said Aron. So assuming that there was one Aron for all sets, so both sets of Luchos, and the Torah scroll that Moshe Rabbeinu wrote, um, then you have to go through the dimensions. And there's a machlokas here between Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yehuda. Um, the Rabbi Silver posted something from the Ma'or HaMivu'ar. looked like very nice illustrations. Also very nice illustrations on 16b1. Not as nice illustrations, but more schematic by the art scroll. Just to basically explain the math, it's not that complicated. So we'll go through it. And we've learned that every minute counts with these long... Uh, Pages in Shkalim, so I didn't want to fall too far behind. So we already discussed the sheet of Mayor. Basically, the discussion over here is how many Tfachim are in an Amma. Now, apparently, with regards to the Luchos, there's no, there's no uh, question. This is something that I didn't uh, explain yet. The Luchos themselves uh, were the same dimension. Both the broken ones and the intact ones were the same dimensions, uh, according to this understanding. As far as length and width, there were six Tfachim long and three Tfachim wide. So six by three, kind of easy to remember. And it's, it's assumed, and you see in the schematic over, and then the RM of R, that the broken luchos were kind of just put back together like Humpty Dumpty. And so we're assuming that they have the same dimensions as the other luchos, except for that obviously they, they can have cracks, um, because they're broken, put back together. Um, and then you have Moshe Torah Squirrel fitting in there. So you have the six by three. Now, the six by three doesn't change, but the, uh, dimensions of the Aron are described in the Torah as Amma Vachetzi, in terms of the width, and two and a half Amos in terms of the length. So then the question becomes is how many Tfachim are in these Amos? So if you go as Rebbe Meir does with the six Tfachim Amma, so then you end up with the following dimensions. Two and a half by one and a half in terms of Tfachim, if every Amma is six Tfachim, is going to end up being 15 by nine. So 15 wide, or 15 long, nine wide, and then so you widthwise put in the luchos. They're three by six. So if you do the math, if you do four, so to speak, uh, sets of luchos, right? Because we know, and we're, and we're discuss how many sets of luchos there were, but assuming the prevalent chita, that you have these two tablets, we'll see how many dibros were written on them, but if you have these two tablets, uh, per time, so you have a total of four, each one of them being three by six, if you lay them down, three plus three plus three plus three is twelve. And so you have the fifteen length, and so you'll have that twelfth, and then the six uh, for each one of them, the length of six of each of the luchos is going to fill up that nine. So again, you have the nine by 15. So in the width of the aron, which is nine tvachim, you'll put the lengthwise of the luchos, which is six tvachim, and that will give you a couple of tvachim, uh, a tefach on either side, uh, breathing room, as well as for the thickness of the aron. Uh, and then in the lengthwise of the aron, which is 15, so you line up the width of the, of the luchos, which is three plus three plus three plus three, which is going to be a 12, and there again, you will left for the width, let's say a half amma each, of the wall, the thickness of the aron, which is another, let's say, 13, so that'll be another tefach, will be 13, and out of the 15, which measures the outer perimeter of the Aron, uh, minus the 13, you still have two tefachim left of breathing room within which to put Moshe's Torah scroll. That was the shita of Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Yehuda, however, uh, looks like he holds that the tefachim that are mentioned in the Amma dimension of the Aron is the five tefach, is, goes as follows, and that's where we left off 11 lines down on Tezayin and Beis, it says, that the Amas, uh, of which we speak, two and a half by one and a half, of the Aron are in fact the five tefach type, Variety of Amma, right? This is not, was not as regulated as we saw already in Erevin, as we mentioned. The Tfachim themselves were not as regulated, whether they fat fingers or, or skinny fingers. Uh, but the Tfachim themselves weren't regulated, and how many Tfachim were in Amma? 
it's a little bit more uh, a little looser today. We're used to systems, whether it's metrics or even the, the American system, where it's universal. But here there there was discussion. So um, Rabbi Huda held it was the five, is not the six, like Rameyer did. So if it's five, how does it work out? So simply the math will be like this. We'll say it outside, I guess, and then we can say it inside. So basically what happens is the luchos themselves don't change. In other words, they're still uh, three by six. But now it's going to be really tight. Now instead of having you know, a nice tutfachim around the edge, so to speak, uh, where you can fit the Torah squirrel, it's going to be really, really tight. Because after all, if the luchos stay three by six, and the ama of Achetzi by two and a half ama of the Aron is working with five tefach amas, so then instead of being a 15 by nine Aron, you have a 12 and a half by seven and a half Aron, right? Because half a tefach is two and a half. So you can have 10 plus two and a half is going to be the length of the Aron, and then you're going to have five plus two and a half, which is seven and a half. By again, 12 and a half is going to be the length of the hour. Now, if you do 7 and a half by 12 and a half, well, the luchos, if you laid them out widthwise, are going to be 12 tefachim wide, so that you're only going to have a half a tefach left. That's very little wiggle room. And in that half a tefach, you also have to, don't forget, account for the width of the Aron. So it's going to come out that according to Rabbi Huda, the actual width of the Aron is going to be different. Whereas with Rabbi Meir, you could have a half a tefach width of Aron, uh, and this may end up. Uh, coming into play when you discuss the structure of the Aron itself and the construction of it, which we'll get to. But when you have that, when you have uh, the shitas Rebbe Meir, you can have a half a tefach thickness of arm. Here, Rebbe Yudas can only have an etzba to play with because really you only have a half a tefach total left over for the entire length of the aron um, just to fit the luchos in there. That's in terms of when you lay them down lengthwise, and so you have three plus three plus three plus three. That's twelve out of twelve and a half of it already being taken up. And then, in addition to that, on the width of the aron um, and the length of the luchos. So the luchos we said were six tefachim. Um, uh, long, which they were stuck in widthwise into the Aron, which was seven and a half tefachim wide. So now you have a, at least a tefach and a half to play with. So there you'd have, let's say, an etzba, which is like a quarter of a tefach for the thickness of the walls, and then you basically have a half a tefach left on either side, um, and that's where you'd have to smush in, uh, I guess, Moshe Rabbeinu's uh, Sefer Torah. Let's see that inside, where we're going to put the Moshe Rabbeinu's Sefer Torah as follows. So now this is all uh, makes sense, right? You're going to have an Amma that's five Tfachim. Who's going to be the Tanas or Rabbi Yehuda? It's not going to be Rameer, but rather Rabbi Yehuda. The Tanina Taman, we learned the mission over there in Kalem. Just like we learned when, that Rabbi Meir held that it was a six Tefach Amma. Rabbi Yehuda in Kalem says there's a five Tefach Amma. Rabbi Yehuda, Amma, Amma, Sabinyan, Shisha, Shela Kalem, Chamisha. Right, that the, the temple structure itself is going to be right. The base is going to be six tefachim, but the kalim, as is the aron, that's going to be five tefachim. Barahain aron klihu, and the aron is actually classified as a kli, and that's where he gets it. The the fact that the aron's uh, going to be based on five tefachim. So I'd like to Rabbi Huda. So if you follow through the math, it's going to be like this. Do amar b'amar shachamisha tefachim haya orko asui shnei masai tefachim echza. Right, just do the math. Five. It's the length is two and a half. So five times two and a half is twelve and a half. Nechsiva masai mechetzi arko. That's what the pasuk says. And amsa chamisha v'amsa chamisha v'alkas amsa trei trei So you just do the math. Five plus five plus two and a half is twelve and a half. V'arba luchos are you both? And still we're going with the fact that both the shivrei luchos and the luchos were placed in there. Shnei shleim shnei shvurim. But even though they're broken, they're going to be sort of like put back together, not necessarily with crazy glue, but at least put back together uh, to resemble the whole ones. And it does in fact say that you put the broken luchos in the Aron. And the dimensions of the luchos themselves was six tefachim long, and three tefachim wide. You stick it in the Aron, and what do you have? So you only have a chati tefach left. So now the walls of it are going to have to be just a quarter of a tefach, which is an etzba, 
right, wide, because that's all you have left between the length of the Aron and what the actual length of the, the width of the Luchos is giving you. And so you have, it's flush with the Aron. Like you can just barely get it exactly fitted in. You don't have any breathing room at all. Okay. So Rish Lakish now has to deal with the arcs, the arms width. So Rosh Hashanah and Shemot Rachman Matzah, right? You see, Amah Bechetzi Arko Rachbo. We're used to this already. It's going to be Amah Bechetzi with Am Tachmisha Palgos Am Betrei Palig, right? So obviously he's just doing the math. Five plus uh, half of five, which is two and a half, is seven and a half. Arba Luchos Ayibo, and as we discussed, you already put it in the four. Luchos Shleim 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 Shvurim. This gets repetitive now. Two whole two broken. The Chesiv Hashishibarta Besamta Baron. As we discussed, the pasuk says he put it in the Aron as such. Haluchos Ayakol Echad Arkan Shishat Fachim. And each one of the luchos, as we says, was six tzachim long. The Rachban Shlosh Tzachim and three tzachim wide. Tain Arkan the Rachban Shel Aron Nishtarsham Tefach Mechza. So now, if you look um, lengthwise of the luchos and widthwise of the Aron, so you end up six is the height of the luchos, which is okay because you have the seven and a half tefach um, um, width, which allows for tefach and a half left. Now, how are you going to divide up that tefach and a half? So that's what the kosim mikan. That's what the kosim mikan. Right, the thickness of the aron according to Rabbi Yehuda isn't going to change. It's going to be circumferentially one etzba, which is a quarter of a tefach in every direction. So that means another half tefach. You're going to be left with a tefach out of out of a tefach and a half. You'll be left with a tefach of wiggle room. Um, so again, etzba the kosim mikan. Etzba the kosim tefach mikan. Bechati tefach mikan lishilut. And so amazingly, over here, shilut here means maneuvering the luchos that you can have literally just a half a tefach on, on the lengthwise of the luchos and the widthwise of the aron of breathing room. Um, so that's, you're going to need that just to be able to get them in and out. I don't think there's room here for Moshe Rabbeinu to say for Torah. Okay. Now we discussed the dimensions here. We're going to explain how it was constructed. So, so when he finally made the Aron for the Mishkan, how did he make it? So we're used to this, right? This is Rashi on the Chumash, right? It makes it sound like it's the gold and then wood and then gold insert again on either side of the wood. So this is what it says over here, that it was three boxes, two golden, one of wood, nothing shows off, so then you cover the rim over there with gold. So you put gold, then you put the wood inside the gold, the next gold inside the wood, bada bing, bada boom, and the Pasuk does in fact say it was gold on the inside and the outside. The question is, was it three separate sort of like, um, Right boxes one inside the other, or was it one plated box? Says the Gemara. My Talmud Lomer Tzapenu. What does it mean covered? This is not plated. This is just one box inside the other. So says the Gemara. Lahavi Yona. That's just the, that plating was the upper rim. That area was plated with gold. Okay, that was Shitas Rav Chanina. Now we have Rav Shimon Ben Lakish says Rav Shimon Ben Lakish Amar Teva Achas Asav Vitzipo. No, it was just one Teva that was in fact plated. The Chesiv Vitzipo says Asav Tavri Baisim Mechutz. In fact, the same pasuk implies right that it was just one piece and plated. Where we get the idea that it was box inside a box? What is Rashi saying? So Matal Lomer Tzapenu. Why does the Torah say that you covered? So I'm going to be Pinchas What do you mean? My Talmud Lomer Tzapenu. It's plated. What's the question? So the issue is like this. We say that that was an added phrase and it was to add something. Well, if the entire thing was plated, so then you don't need to Tzapenu in addition to that because obviously it was obviously plated. That's basically um, that's basically the issue. And also you have to still learn that the upper rim would be would, would also be plated. Anyway, when we Pinchas Straightens it out. He says it's because the boards themselves have edges between them. That area is the area that's filled in with gold. Okay. Now, finally, we finish over here um, a discussion of what was written on the actual luchos. How are they written? So, Chanina has the version that you see in every shul and every picture and every everything, right? Because after all, the pasuk says, "Vichtevemashniluchos avanim." Right, that's what the Gemara says here now. It says, We have the Ten Commandments, right? What we call Aseris, what we mentioned in our Gemara, Dibros. So once you have the Ten Commandments, so they, and you know that you have two tablets, 
So it seems to be simple math. You'd have five commandments on one and five on the other. That's what everyone holds. But not everyone. In our Gemara, we say that, in fact, was subject to Machlokas. You could take the same Pasuk, right, and and understand it differently as follows. That was the Shita of Rabbi Chanina. You don't see this in any shuls, but each of the Aserah Sadibras was written on each tablet for a total of 20 written up. Right, because what the Pasuk says that he told you to do the Ten Commandments. And he says that you wrote the Ten Commandments on two Luchos. So, when somebody says, write the Ten Commandments on two Luchos, right, so, it says, Vayichtevem. Now, what does it mean, Vayichtevem? It seems superfluous. So, Vayichtevem might imply this, in fact, super, seemingly superfluous thing, but for repetition, perhaps you wrote Ten Commandments on each of the Luchos. That's possible. That's the Shittas Rabbanon. And even beyond that, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, Oimer, so he holds what? For a total of 40 commandments on the Luchos. 20 on each. Again, he said you put them on two Luchos Avanim. And in fact, that phrase appears in two places. In Devarim, Perkdal and Perkei. So maybe, says Roshim Barichai, he's saying that the Aserah Sadeb was written twice on each of the Luchos. Amazing. As Gemara says, Esrim Aluach Zev, Esrim Aluach Zev, for a total of 40. And finally, a fourth opinion of Simayomer, Arbaim Aluach Zev, Arbaim Aluach Zev, Tachsim, Mizeh, Umizeh, Hemksuvim. Tetroga, tetroga from, right? Um, tetra, uh, meaning four. So, unbelievable that um, that we're talking about over here, that they were, in fact, written what? On the sides. And on both sides of the Luchos had 20. So he takes from Shin Chai and says, no, it was written on both sides, up, where it was uh, upside down, inside out, uh, all around. Um, the the Pashtas says that, that the Luchos, and we know that they were written on both sides. So if once you say that it was 20, and you add the fact that it was written on both sides, it could be 80 already on these uh, on these luchos. Finally, that between each of the uh, dibros appears all the details and the letter of the Torah. So what exactly that means is, uh, is interesting. Now, there's a dibros are certainly Roshe Parkin, right? They're like chapter headings. So he so so what he's saying, saying the name of Yeshua, that on the luchos itself, each one of the, of the Dibras was followed by all the mitzvahs that have to do with that Dibra. That would be an amazing safer to see, right? Um, it's a miracle in its own right that each, each, the entire Torah would be written in between. So it, it's an interesting idea, right? Because the, um, the concept of Aserah Sadibros in its own right. Some say, well, you shouldn't stand just for Aserah Sadibros because, you know, they're not supposed to be more special than the rest of the Torah. And so when we think of, oh, Moses got the Torah from, you know, from Hashem Baruch Hu Har Sinai. So Aserah Dibros aren't the Torah. Aserah Dibros are Aserah Dibros, and you see in Shul Aserah Dibros written on the Luchos. So the Luchos have the Torah, or the Luchos have just the Aserah Dibros. So you see, uh, according to this, that in fact the entire Torah was written on the Luchos. So when you consider that, you know, for example, the uh, extreme position of Rosimai, you have eighty Dibros, and within <laughs> within each set of Aserah Dibros is written the entire Torah. That's what it sounds like. And so, right, the chapter headings. Uh, according to some of Farsham here, are really just headings for the rest of the Torah. How do you include, I don't know, the stories in Bereshus? And how do you split that up amongst Aserah Sadibros? It doesn't say. You also could consider the Beis HaLevi who says that even the Torah Shabbat Peh. That's already a huge idea, that the Torah Shabbat should be part of the Torah Shabbat at least in terms of, not technically, but at least in terms of how it's represented in the uh, in the Luchos. That's a miracle indeed. All the volumes of the Opscroll is also in the Luchos. Amazing. Just amazing shitos over here in terms of the miraculous nature. And certainly, it's not hard to believe that the Luchos um, were, in fact, miraculous and contained so much in them. Can't imagine anything more uh, dramatic 
than the luchos, uh, but we can only imagine it because it's it's, it's so it's so it's so amazing that the entire Torah was in fact contained within them. So unbelievable. As we just continue to read inside here, so that all the Torah was in there. It was filled like the great sea. That's how full these luchos were. Uh, maybe we zochet to reveal them and see them soon. That's incredible. Now, once we're mentioning that's like the sea, we'll just continue the analogy. When he would reach that pasuk, right? This was this was taught in the name of Chanani Benachim Rabbi Yeshua. It says, just right. It's Yeshua's brother, Chanani, uh, uh, rather his brother's. I think it was his son. Yeah, his brother's son. Ma Hayam Hazeh, just like the sea, Ben Gal Gadol, Gal Gadol, Galim Tanim. Just like in the regular ocean, you'll see giant waves, and in between them, these little ripples. Kach Ben Kol Dibur Dibur Diktukevas Eshel Torah. So too was the Luchos. The Sefer Dibros are in fact chapter headings. That's what you see. Um, very uh, right. That, that that stands out. However, that's very. That, even though that's very prominent, in between you could also see little tiny notes. And that represents the entire Torah. I'm the Kuma. I raised the following issue to Rabbi Pinchas. I said, If the pasuk, in fact, conforms like Rabbi Yehuda, like Rabbi Meir, my time of Rabbi Yehuda. What's the reason Rabbi Yehuda? Says, take this sefer Torah and put it there. Aldaite Rabbi Yehuda. Coin to Rabbi Yehuda. Do Amar. Hechan Haya Sefer Torah Nason. Right. So this is, in fact, what we were saying before. But according to Rabbi Meir, just getting back to the dimensions of the luchos, according to Rabbi Meir, there's wiggle room, there's two tefachim within which to put the scroll. If you say that the luchos, uh, well, the luchos were three by six, but if you say that the aron was made out of six tefachim we have enough room. But if you say like Rabbi Yehuda, that the aron was five tefachim it's flush, the luchos are flush against the aron, and you have this little tiny breathing room of a half an uh, tefach just to be able to get those luchos in and out. But there's no room for the Sefer Torah of Moshe Rabbeinu. So where are you going to put it? Eichan ayah Sefer Torah Nason. Aha. So that was the kasha that he asked, Rabbi Pinchas. So the answer was, The box was made for Moshe Rabbeinu's Sefer Torah, just outside of the Aron, by the Sefer Torah, and also And that's what they put the Sefer Torah. Is that, is that the pshat? Okay. Um, well, if that's what, if that's what the Pasuk means, when it says, Sefer Torah, So that would seem to support Rabbi Yudah, because according to Rabbi Meir, you wouldn't have to do that. According to Rabbi Yudah, it's understandable why you had to do that. Uh-huh. So, says the Gemara, then, my time is the Rameer. Why would Rameer say that he put it inside, and how does he come uh, uh, to his shita? Because there is another Pasuk that claims that you put the cover on the Aron from above, and that you actually place the what's called the Edus into the Aron. Well, the question here is, which is the Edus? Well, if the Edus is, in fact, the Torah scroll that written by Moshe Rabbeinu, so then that Pasuk would contradict the other Pasuk, and say that it's placed, in fact, inside the Aron. So which is it? Was Moshe Rabbeinu's Torah scroll placed inside the Aron or in like a box outside? Well, Rabbi Yudas is going to say, well, that Pasuk that says Edus isn't actually referring to the Torah scroll. That Edus can be ambiguous. Maybe Edus is referring to the Luchos themselves. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Yehuda, do Amar, ain't That would have to mean, however, if you're going to say that Edus means that it's referring to the actual Luchos, that would have to, you'd have to employ the content of ain't to say that Edus applies, applies to the Luchos. Ella, this is how you understand. The way you initially understood it. Into the Aron you put, right, the Eidos. And then you put the cover on the Aron from above. Right. Because um, again, since according to Yehuda, you, couldn't, you didn't have the, the actual scroll inside. So then the inside has to refer to the Luchos. And then, but then you have to ask why you needed to have the second Pasuk. So in Yehuda, it would have to be to teach you that the Aron had, can't be covered until the Luchos have been put inside the Aron. And that, 
requires uh, a reversal of the order of how uh, of when the luchos were put in when the aron was covered, and so you switch the order of the pesukim and you can make it work, and then the angels could actually be referring to the luchos and the behudashita survives. Finally, uh, teaching of Agada that became very famous by Ari Kaplan, Rabbi Pinchas B'shem Rabbi Ben Lakish says Torah Shnasan Lo Kadosh Baruch Hu Moshe that this uh, this in fact I think is brought down in Farshim and Chumash also right I think Rashi maybe mentions it yeah Rashi mentions this um, in Devarim and also I think in Shir Shirim uh, looking down yeah it says this over here in the article note that the white fire on uh, black so it's inscribed with black fire he ish. Torah is fire, Muvelas Beish, mixed with fire, Chatsu from Beish, hewn from fire, Udusunam Beish, given from fire. Nechsev Mimino, Eish, Tas Lamo. From his right hand, he presented the fire of the Torah to them, hence the name Eish Torah, very appropriate for the Yeshiva. And all this was like Eish. We know about the, uh, a lot I'm sure can be said about, right, the connection between Eish and Torah, Mibizoche, to see the Eish of Torah burn uh, bright, and Mibizoche to continue, Bezrat Hashem, tomorrow with Halacha Beis on the bottom of Tazayin Amun Beis.